You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast sponsored by Lono Coffee. Visit lonocoffee.com, use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. And by Dizzy Pig Barbecue. Visit dizzypigbarbecue.com, use coupon KIME15, K-E-I-M-15, for 15% off your order shipped in the U.S. Don't say I never gave you anything, folks. Another Washington double-digit defeat. I have the Washington Post Les Carpenter on to talk about the 30-10 loss to the Rams. Yes, we'll talk about the quarterback change, and we all saw what you did. They weren't much better. And I share my observations. You can follow Les on Twitter at Les Carpenter, and you can read my work on ESPN.com. Yes, the Alex Smith story is on the site now, and much more. Before I share my conversation with Les Carpenter, here are a few of my thoughts. Les and I will get into the Alex Smith story later, but in a dreary season so far, his ability to return was a bright spot. I'll also say those who think this is what the coaches have wanted all along are tremendously off base. Before camp, I was told they weren't even discussing him that much when it came to the roster and the planning for the quarterback position. They wanted late in, late in training camp, before final cuts, they wanted to put him on IR. Smith basically fought them on it, you know, in a way, and it then became cut him or keep him on the active roster. But his story is an inspirational one. Players definitely look up to him, and I think he remains good for Dwayne Haskins. Nobody has been through as much as Smith has in his career. Injuries, benching, bad play, criticism off the charts. He was the number one pick. He's faced adversity. He stuck around. He got back on the field after one of the worst injuries we've all seen. That stuff needs to rub off on others if they let it. That's why Smith's story today is worth celebrating. Les and I will get into more of that later. It's also true that this team has bigger problems than Dwayne Haskins. I felt that before and nothing has changed. I know all the reasons why they benched him. I know what they want to see and it's been communicated to him and to his agent. It was told to him by the last staff as well. A number of people have expressed to him their desire to see him work like a number one quarterback during the week. That means they want to see him put in more time after practice, be the first one at the facility, work on your game after practice if you're struggling. You can be mad at the franchise for benching him. If you don't understand, I get it. When you're on the insides, you're going to hear things. But you need to understand that for a quarterback to grow, he must be doing all those things at that position and it's always like we know that he put in work in the offseason. We know that he's done a lot of things to help himself. But you've got to do these things during the week in the NFL if you want to flourish, if you want to hold on to that job. And if you really want to develop, this is part of it. So, I mean, this is, this is what you hear consistently from everybody. So if he responds to this and starts doing these things, he and the franchise will be better off. If he doesn't, then keeping him in there would have really led to not a whole lot and then an inevitable change. And I'm not talking about Revere's mixed messages that people want, you know, want to talk about. That's fine. We've, we've heard that. We've discussed that. I'm just talking about Haskins because in the end, all he can control are his actions. This is about trying to pave the way for a long career. 
And the only way to do that is to take this approach. Again, it's been communicated to him by many, by anybody I've talked to in the organization. Anybody you can think of in the organization has told him this. And, you know, I know that there was, you know, the fourth down play last week against the Ravens. There are people, you know, you know, what did they tell him? Did they do this? They told him before this, before he went out there, what to do. They told him where to look. They told him throw the ball in the end zone. And they still, that was, you know, I think use, for Rivera to say that it was a test, maybe that was the wrong thing to say, but I think it just was indicative of, of some of their frustration. And for what it's worth, I was told he has not requested a trade. I was also told that nobody has yet called to inquire about his availability. I think they'd be surprised if that actually happened. I don't know that a team wants, is going to need to rush and trade for him this year, knowing that he'll probably be free in the offseason. You wouldn't have to take on the salary. So we'll see. But, you know, certainly... we can all look and see where this is headed, but there are 11 more games to go in this season. We all know what happens with this franchise. We've all seen these kind of seasons before. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Haskins goes back out there and and gets another chance. I do think if he can take this approach, then he has a chance to succeed. What he can't do is not take heed to what many people have told him. Again, they told it to him. They told it to his agent. Multiple people have done that. And I think, you know, I think if, if, if he do, listens to it, it can be a good thing. But if he doesn't listen to it, then, you know, then eventually you only have yourself to blame. And I'm not, you know, I know there's been a lot of other issues and all that, but this is what he can control. He can't control a lot of other things. One quick note. It's kind of sad that I have to even mention this, but I'm not sure everybody always gets this. But as a reporter, our job is to gather information. What I've been told about this situation has been stated from many people in the organization, and over the, not only over the past year, but also over the past week. It's not one person who wants to see the necessary growth. Again, pretty much anyone in the organization will tell you the same thing. And for fans who don't like it, I just say I can't help what I, what I hear. I've gone through this with multiple quarterbacks. It gets highly emotional, um, and it's just it becomes... You know, it is, it is, that's just the way the quarterback position is in the NFL. I'm an Ohio State alum who watched Haskins throw for 50 touchdowns for my alma mater. If you think I was hoping this would happen, you're crazy. I'm definitely tired of covering bad teams. Good, a good Dwayne Haskins makes for better copy. I'm tired of people making wild and lazy accusations simply for those of us doing our jobs. I don't make things personal. I just try to do the job and to be honest. That requires me talking to a lot of people. Sometimes people like what you want to hear. The hard part is when people, when you're telling people something they don't want to hear or don't like. And I can't, I can't help that. Um, that's it. If you don't like it, ask a question in a civilized manner. You can have a discussion. Just don't make these lazy, wild accusations. Anyway, having said all that, this team needs a lot of help. We knew that. The most disappointing aspect to me has been the defense. We heard after last week that they felt they were close, but man, the Rams just picked them apart. I was concerned with them hurting Washington deep off play action. Sure enough, they did. And I will tell you this. they under, the, Washington understands that Troy Apke is not a quality starter. We saw DeShazer ever in there for a series today. They need to get better play out there. There's no secret about that. It'll be on the offseason list. So will linebacker. Yes, offensive line too. I do think the line had played better the previous two weeks. That's what the film showed. I spent a lot of time watching these games. That's what you saw. I'm not here to lie or gloss things over. So if you see that, you say it. If they were, today, they were bad. That's whatever. But that doesn't mean those five players you're know, starting are all good linemen when you say that. The, the left side in particular remains a work in progress. Today, having Smith, Alex Smith in the game led to the Rams teeing off. Smith could not really move all that well. They knew it. Michael Brockers, Rams defensive lineman, told reporters that exactly that after the game. They knew that he wasn't able to move as well. 
they knew they could tee off. Smith's game looked rusty in camp. It looked that way today, too. It was a terrible spot to be in, but it's what he had to work with. And as far as the offensive line, Les and I get into this a little bit later, but the Rams, because of the situation, they were able to get Aaron Donald in a lot of one-on-one situations because of their defensive alignment. Donald typically is getting two or three guys blocking him in some of the other games. Washington wasn't able to do that as much today, and it's a terrible spot for them to be in. Again, for a guy like Wes Martin, he has no chance against Aaron Donald one-on-one. I don't know how many linemen do, um, but it's, it's, God, it was just, it was bad. It was bad, folks. It's hard to make a strong statement on Kyle Allen. He's not a dynamic player. We knew that. We knew he was a game manager, and there are times you saw that, the times where he times where he maybe threw a ball away or took care of the ball, whatever. This summer, it's not like anyone who watched practice was clamoring for the team to play him. The one thing he can do is move around, and we saw that on his touchdown well as well as a couple other plays. He's their most mobile quarterback, and it bailed him out of some tough situations. Really, the to me, the situation isn't about Allen. It's really about what Haskins does or doesn't do, and I go back to the Allen-Smith combo, and one of the things somebody in the organization told me recently, or actually last week, was that they felt like maybe he goes out, he was going out to practice and training camp, saw the competition, quote-unquote, saw that he was more talented than those guys, and and maybe it kind of affected the way he approached things. I don't know, it is, but they're, people there like Dwayne Haskins. They're confused by some of these things, I think, but they do like him, and I've heard that from a lot of people. Anyway, this is kind of an interesting time for Rivera. I don't know what the play. I don't know that the players are second guessing the quarterback decision. I'm. I'm going to take. I'll say they probably. I, well, I don't know. We're not in the locker room right now, so I can't say what a lot of guys are saying. I know what's. I know what you know. You hear some things. I think some guys don't even care because they play on the other side of the ball. They know it's not their decision, so they don't worry about it. But I think you can wonder about the direction of the team so far. I also recall Marty Schottenheimer's first season way back in 2001, and it was worse than this because they lost their first five games. They turned it around, and it was after those five games, it was far uglier than it is now. They turned it around because Schottenheimer took a steady, work-your-ass-off approach. When he was, Whenever he was asked a question about the team, he often replied, we just have to work harder. It was all they could do. Eventually, they turned it around. Now, of course, he got fired, but there was other things at play. Revere does not have Schottenheimer's track record, so I have no clue where this is going to go. But he does have a track record that suggests they will, they will and should be better than this. I've always felt the second half of the season, I say this almost every week, will be the key, and I still will maintain that. It's a damn good thing there are no fans allowed at these games this year. I will say that too. It allows them to try to rebuild in relative peace. I think that's important. They have an easier set of games upcoming. They need to make some noise. Not to try to contend to the vision. Let's not talk about that again until they win a few games. I don't care what anybody else does. But they need to show the fan base that maybe their patience might be rewarded at some point. That's it, folks. I have nothing else good to say. We all saw the game. Protection issues, few holes in the run game. We'll get into it more throughout the week. So now, let's hear my conversation with the Washington Post's Les Carpenter. I used to love making all of my own spices. Now, I love reaching for one of Dizzy Pig's craft seasonings. Based in Manassas, Virginia, they grind their spice combinations daily, and it's easy to see why they've built a loyal following over the past 20 years. Dizzy Pig owner Chris Capel has won 15 championships on the Pro Barbecue Tour using only their products. And I've heard from other pitmasters on the Barbecue Tour that insist on Dizzy Pig. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Just recently, I cooked a ribeye with their cow lick seasoning. Fantastic flavor. My wife really likes the mole and the Peruvian, 
and the popular dizzy dust is truly all-purpose. If you're cooking turkey during the holidays, you have to use their Mad Max Turkey Rub. It's seasonal, so you can buy it now until January. With 27 different blends, there is a seasoning for just about any recipe or cooking technique. Get 15% off your online order shipped in the U.S. if you use the coupon KIM15, that's K-E-I-M-15, at DizzyPigBBQ.com. That's D-I-Z-Z-Y-P-I-G-B-B-Q.com. All right, Les, well, that, was, that was ugly. But let's start with the, I guess, the positive story of the day, which was Alex Smith's return. What did you make of that? Did you, I mean, I guess we, there was a chance because he was the number two quarterback, but it's still shocking to me that this early in the season that he was in a game. Oh, it was stunning. The whole, the whole thing has been stunning. I, I, you know, to the fact that he's come back, the fact that he was practicing, the fact that there was a shot that he was going to be in a game at some point this year, and then all of a sudden he's elevated to number two, and they seem so confident that he'd be able to hold up and you know be in a game, and then you see him walk in, and it's a thing you've been dreading for all along because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, I, it was encouraging to see him take the game. He took a lot of shots today. Yeah. He got hit a ton. So if he was worried about knowing what, what he, you know, how he could handle things, he handled them very well. Uh, I, you know, that first hit, he, he kind of, he's lying on the ground, and you think, okay, he's going to get up, and he jumps up, and it's like, oh, thank God. And, you know, it's interesting because now, in addition to they've had to find out about Dwayne Haskins, they kind of know something about Kyle Allen, but I think the big looming thing out there was, all right, what do we know about Alex Smith? And I think it's unfair to really judge his performance today, given who they were playing, given the, the where it was, given it was in the rain and everything else. But now you now I think you can legitimately say, I guess they've got to judge Alex Smith to see if they can get three years out of him as a quarterback here. Oh man, that's. But I mean, I think that's the thing you have to think about right now. And I mean, I I guess you do. I can't imagine that they want to go down that road just yet. I don't know if they have to go down that road just yet. But I think it's it's a question that needs to be answered. Uh, if this was a year of evaluation, and yes, I understand that even at one and four. They probably have a reason to, to think that they're competitive in this division. As well, they're in as competitive is. is the wrong word. Well, they're there. I mean, every, nobody's competitive right now <laughs> here. And, and, and so they're there. And they're going to have some games against these teams coming up. And so I, well, you might as well figure out what you got and, and also be trying to fight for something. I do kind of get what Rivera is saying there. So, yeah, I guess I'll go back to Kyle Allen right now, it seems. But, yeah, I think you, you have to know. You have to prepare Alex Smith. You have to get him time with the first team. And then you have to see, you know, if he really, if he, he held up fine today. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't able to evade a rush very much. But yeah, I don't know that, that this was the game to judge this was that. A, this was a brutal, this was a very good defensive front. But I think the one thing that I wonder is his ability to move in the pocket. Where is that at? And are teams going to load up to try and just like come after him, knowing that he can't move like he used to? Well, if he had to play. Yeah, to play and that's yet. the thing. Remember, I think you were on that same call with Cliff Kingsbury earlier in the year, and I remember asking a question of him. You know, what is the one thing you you would think is just imperative to have as a quarterback? And I was very curious right. if he'd be a quarterback guy. What he'd think. You kind of surprised me because I thought it would be vision or, you know, arm or something. And to say, no, you absolutely have to have escapability Correct. and mobility was kind of surprising. But when you think about what defenses are today and what pass rushes are today, yeah, absolutely. 
And again, I, I think it's too hard to sit and judge Alex Smith, you know, going forward off today in the rain. Sure. Walking in cold first time in two years. First time in two years, and again, Aaron Donald was just lighting up that line. You know, they they couldn't even double team him because the Rams were bringing up a safety, right. and so there was really nothing. It was nothing he could do. Um, all that said, yeah, I kind of figure out. I mean, what? Maybe Alex Smith is the guy for the next three years. Maybe he's not, but I think they need to have that answer by the end of this year. I'll be honest. I think some people maybe are just. <laughs> driving off the side of the road <laughs> if they think that's going to be the answer. Like, God, God yeah, bless the story. God I, bless the story. It's a great story. But it's a question you have to answer. Yeah, and, and my gut would tell me that they'll be looking for someone after I the season. I think they have to look for but, somebody but after the season. But let's, the other guy that played today, Kyle Allen, we only saw him for a little more, almost two quarters. What did you make of that time? I thought he played okay. I thought he looked fine. Uh, he, you know, there were some there were some plays that weren't there, even on a third down, and he threw the ball away. And I thought that was smart. I mm-hmm. thought there were two throwaways today that he looked at. And, oh gosh, it's too bad they had to throw it away there. But that was the smart play to do. Uh, and I think they'll like that. And I think they'll like you know overall what they saw. I'm not sure he had to die for the first down there, especially knowing that you don't really have much in the way of a backup right now and, you know, figuring that out. So, you know, the fact that he actually dove for a first down, I thought was just, oh, God, why did he do that? And I, and I you know, I, I would think that that's something that a coach has got to sit there and say, why, why, why do you do that? You don't need to die for that first down in that play and get yourself hurt. Right. I mean, the, you know, you think about it, going back to it, we were talking just before we went on here about RG3. And how many times did RG3 take contact? Right. And you look at a guy like Russell Wilson. Colt who came McCoy in did the same that, year. too. Colt McCoy. A lot of guys do. But then you, And I know there's a, a toughness thing and all that. I know there's a, a part of just getting into the game and get excited. But look at Russell Wilson, who came out in that same class as RG3. Look, look at how much he avoids contact. I love Russell Wilson. And I, and I always thought it was because Russell Wilson was, a, was an infielder in baseball, and RG3 was a sprinter. And a hurdler, so RG three does everything going forward. Where RG, where Russell Wilson, everything is sideways. So much of his movement, I think, it allows for his elusiveness. But that's essential. I mean, you have to keep your quarterback mobile. I mean, look, the Dallas Cowboys are without a quarterback right now. I, I mean, do, and I was just reading it right now. I mean, he's going to undergo ankle. Dak Prescott undergoing ankle surgery. Yeah. That's a. Yeah, so, so, you know, you can very easily have every team in this division looking for a new quarterback Gee, next year. That's unbelievable. So with what with Dwayne Haskins, because a lot of this is still so much about him, and the fact that they're playing Kyle Allen and then have Alex Smith number two, what's the message being sent to Dwayne Haskins? I think the message being sent is you, know, you got to take this seriously, and you got to start taking it seriously right now. Uh, he's still under contract for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still have a chance to redeem him but I, I, I think just the amount of information that you and I have gotten in sure. the last few days of that you know, he just wasn't working hard enough at this he wasn't showing up he wasn't doing the things that they needed I, they were getting very frustrated at how he was practicing and how he just wasn't taking every single rep seriously and you would think that these little throws, you know, when we watch practice, we watch the beginning of practice and they're doing individual drills and it looks like they're just warming up, throwing the ball to receive. No, they're, they're building timing. They're doing sure. every single throw a guy makes at a practice today is essential. And Alex Smith understands that. I think Kyle Allen understands. I think most quarterbacks in the NFL understand that. And the fact that you know, Haskins is now in his second year and it's not, it hasn't clicked yet, I think is a massive red flag. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, 
I, I think it's frustrating everyone here because he is a likable guy. He's a very likable guy. He's a very smart guy. He picks things up quickly. He's smart. And so he's got the offense down a lot of ways in his head. But if they could just get him to understand that there's a level between understanding everything and a level of being perfect, and that gap is there, mm-hmm. and, and it's a significant one apparently. I, I just I, right now everything's trending toward you know a, a bad divorce here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't. I don't know what happens, but I, you know, you hear all the same things, and there's a lot of people who are saying that that's the issue. And you know, so that's what thing. Do you, what does this mean for Ron Rivera? Do that move, this kind of a game. What does it mean for him? And it's a tough spot for him, really. Uh, you know, he took this job, I think, thinking, "Well, I've got a young guy to build around." I'm sure he had some of the same concerns about Dwayne Haskins that other people did coming out of college. But I think he saw the talent, and I think they had met. They, had, they you know, he liked him in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think he thought, well, we could build around this guy. And to then suddenly realize, you know, four games in, uh-oh, this didn't happen, uh, I, I think is, is a bit of a blow for him. Uh, again, we get back to if it's not Alex Smith, if it's not Kyle Allen, and it probably isn't one of those guys maybe, then who is it? And then you're looking at, do you do something in a draft? Do you get a free agent? I don't know. I, you know, what's what's... What's going to be there in free agency? I think the one thing this team may have going forward in that case, if they decide not to go at the draft, because then you have to build a quarterback for another year if you do, uh, is that this might be a rough salary cap for a lot of teams. If something happens to the yeah. cap because revenues aren't coming in this year, yeah. cap isn't what everyone hopes, teams may be jettisoning people, maybe somebody pops open out there. Maybe there's a bridge for a couple of years. I don't know. But the fact, I don't think you can uh, you can think right now that it's uh, that it's going to be Dwayne Haskins or, or you know maybe even Kyle Allen or Alex yeah, Smith. It's hard to imagine any of the three being the guy for the next few years at this point. Yeah, you know. and maybe you get somebody lower in the draft or you get somebody in the draft and you use one of these guys next year and you get through. But I, I think the plan was all along this would be the build year, find out what you have, get everything kind of lined up, and then because it's the NFC East and you don't have to win 14 games to win it, you, <laughs> any year, you you go right in uh, next uh, next year to, to be maybe that, that 10 and 6 team and win the division. I think that's what the plan was. And now you got to start over. Last thing, where does this team go because Dwayne Haskins didn't play, and they got blown out. They've lost four games now by 14 or more points, 30 points allowed in each of those games. Where do they go? And I mean, I don't want to sit here and talk about the NFC East at this point, but where do they go just as a team to get better? Well, I mean, players have to get better, first of all. I mean, it just they still are playing so many young guys. This is They're going to have to grow and get better that way. Uh, but the more significant thing with quarterback, I guess you're going to have to put Kyle Allen back out there and hope that you can push along this offense a little bit. You're going to be without Steven Sims now, so it's another pass catcher that's gone. You still haven't gotten Sidney Charles, the one that the guy that I think everyone kind of hopes to be the difference mm-hmm. maker. He still isn't out there. He still isn't active uh, on the offensive line. Even if you get Sheriff back, uh, which I guess would happen somewhat soon, you're, you're still looking at you know key pieces are missing and they you know, maybe they won't be there all year I don't know but you've got to start being able to to get some of these guys to, to 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 raise their level you're seeing it in some levels on the defense it would be helpful to see that on the offense too and, and there's been a few that have but I the, the growth is you know 
the need to grow is immense. And then you've got to figure out what you do with your quarterback. And, I, and that's a huge, huge question, and it has no easy answer now, whereas we thought maybe at the start of the year it could. Do you know how tired people are, here, are tired of hearing <laughs> that question? Because it's been so long, and I feel bad for them, and it's still there. So but we're still there. I don't think, I, you know, we're, we're as... We're as much at a confusing point at quarterback with this team as we were uh, in the winter of 2019. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Les, thanks a lot. Thanks, John. You've heard me talking about Lone Oak Coffee for a couple months now. Let me tell you a little bit about who they are and what they're about. Lone Oak Coffee is based in the Shenandoah Valley, just a nice bunch of people who are open for business during this trying time. Just look at their website, LoneOakCoffee.com, and what do they highlight? Their core values of quality, family, transparency. They work with co-op farmers from all over the world to source their beans. They also support small farmers to find the right beans. During this pandemic, one of my saving graces has been grinding my beans from Lone Oak Coffee and taking a few minutes before the day to savor the coffee, get my mind right, put a little jazz or Frank Sinatra or Louis Armstrong on in the background, even better. I've enjoyed all their blends, but among my favorites, the Ethiopian Guji, love the berry flavor, the Mexican Chiapas, and their house blend. Start your day off right with Lone Oak Coffee. Visit LoneOakCoffee.com, that's L-O-N-E-O-A-K Coffee.com. Use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. You can thank me later. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you to Les Carpenter for joining me. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. I really appreciate your loyalty, your devotion to the show, and hang in there because for you guys, I wish something was going on better. Thank you to my sponsors, Lono Coffee and Dizzy Pig Barbecue. We'll talk to you Wednesday.